Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Oh, this is delicious. How did you come up with this? Well, I put a little bit of this in there and then I remembered this other recipe and I took a little bit from that and voila, here you have it. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into Stack Your Skills. I'll see you on the flip. All right, so today's podcast, we're talking about stacking your skills, or as it's become known in some of the business realms of becoming a full stack, well-rounded, if you will. And so to stack your skills or to become full-rounded or well-rounded is to take information, education, experience, knowledge, (laughs) um, and diversity and grow your your skills into something that's formidable. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because what I'm finding when I'm working with people in uh, different capacities is that those who either consciously or unconsciously realize what their skill set is are what their skill sets are, and those who don't is the difference between survival and thriving. There are certain people who, uh, no matter what, they are always going to be fine, no matter what the industry does, no matter how things change, political regimes, whatever. And it comes down to, when you're talking about uh, working, income, and those types of things, it comes down to this whole idea of skill sets. Now, I was going to talk a little bit about something that comes before that, and I decided to combine the two. And so today, even though I'm talking about stacking your skills, I also want you to understand that your skills are comprised of not only only your natural giftings and affinities, but they're also comprised of your informal, your formal, and your real world uh, education and experiences. And also this, this is a big one, the tools that you have. So when you are developing your skills, a lot of times people forget that they need tools and the tools can be physical tools, but they can also be repertoires of libraries of information or resources that they can go to. And it's a most powerful thing. And so the other day I was talking with a a mother who has a child who does not have any interest in going to college. And she was distraught. She was like, this is sad. My child is smart. And I was like, okay, so what do you want to do about it? And she understood that 
She wanted the best for her child. She wanted her child to be able to be self-sufficient, but she also knew that it would be a waste of, of their money for them to make the child go to school. And I was not there to serve any kind of this is what you should do kind of advice. But we did do a discussion. And when it when it concluded, um, we were able to have some uh, suggestions for them. And it was based on this understanding that in this world, you're going to need to have a certain amount of skills and, or certain skill sets. And so, for instance, if there are certain things that you want to do, you will have to have mandatory skill sets that someone else who wants to do something else might not have. And the example that came up between my conversation and this and with this mom was that someone who wants to be a professional uh, ballet dancer is going to have to have a different set of skills as well as tools from someone who wants to be a set designer for that same ballet company. And they're going to need different tools and skills as well. And it was a, a, a wondrous conversation where she was very open and uh, we were able to explore some things. And guess what we came up with? Based on what she said her child was interested in, she was able to do the numbers and realized that if she just got them a couple of subscriptions to some of the monthly memberships of uh, peers putting out um education and courses on the things that they naturally do, that she would spend a fraction, a minute fraction, if you will, for her child to be able to have those resources at his disposal and to be able to go and learn them at will on his time uh, and know that the skills are going to always be updating because the people that are providing them in these monthly uh, subscription services are people boots on the ground, actually living this and doing this every day. And I haven't talked with her yet, but she did send me a a quick update that said her child was very interested in that suggestion that she get him the subscriptions and that he would take a look at them and uh, let me know how that went. Now, I'll go on and say it. Uh, There were three that I was uh, very uh, gung-ho on based on my experience with them. And I'm not sponsored by anybody. But the first one is Khan Academy. And Khan Academy is a nonprofit. And I love Khan Academy. I've been a... uh, Uh, a user of it as well as donated to them for many years. Uh, Yeah, many, many years. And so they're my top ones, Khan Academy, K-H-A-N. And then after that, I talked about another one called Skillshare, Skillshare. And then this other one called Brilliant. And I was like, do you realize that you would spend more on going out for dinner for two then at one time than you would for what it would take to pay for the monthlies on Skillshare and Brilliant and then do a monthly contribution to Khan Academy. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And so that just helped me to understand that we really do have to use more wisdom to get innovative insights into how to solve, be more creative in our problem solving that doesn't cause us to die a little bit inside each time we try to force ourselves or those whom we love to do things that we think society requires we do. 
And so just by looking at that, it got me to thinking. And it was the that thinking where wisdom starts to come and either lightly smack me or or say, hey, wake up and look at this. And that was that we don't a lot of times take a moment periodically to do an assessment of our skill set. So say, for instance, you have dreams, you have goals, aspirations, desires, passions even. Or maybe you're just tired with where you are right now and you want to do something else. And you longingly look at all of the human interest stories of people who say, well, I just decided today to do this or that and boom, wham, it just took off. And you daydream of doing that. And you keep dreaming about it because you know your life is not changing anywhere near going towards being exciting. Actually, it's more going towards drudgery. What do you do? And I ask this question because I get this a lot. Um, As a person who is uh, a a full-time fiction writer and I'm a a writing coach as well as, you know, a consultant for companies and things, I am blessed to get people inquiring of my services to help them to become writers. And usually when they come to me, um, because I... Uh, I'm a romance writer. I do get people saying, I want to learn how to write romance. And then one of the things that I ask them, you know, just to get a feel for their skills are, uh, have you written anything before? A lot of times, nope. And that's no problem. I can work with that. Do you read any romance? Well, no. (laughs) Okay. So uh, are you uh, a journalist, a blogger, a nonfiction writer or any of that? And I normally get the no. And I'm okay with all of those even. But you know what is a big problem? That is when it's time to assess the skills. Now, you would think reading uh, in the genre and writing and all of that would be skills. And you'd be correct. But there are some foundational skills that a lot of times we don't realize that we probably need to start boning up on or becoming proficient in, especially if we want to migrate into a different way of life or a different way of finding our passions. And so I have found that There are people that will come and either, and these are the two biggest ones, and that's why I'm going to mention them right now. The two biggest skill sets that I find lacking in a lot of people who aspire to um, write are going to be a commanding understanding of English grammar and, and or, (laughs) an ability to use technology to produce their story. Meaning that either they don't know how to type or they don't, uh, they're not proficient in um, speech to text technology, or they just don't know how to put anything into a digital format. There are people that have said, well, I I, I wrote it all out by hand. (laughs) It's like, okay, but you need to get someone to type that for you. Well, they can't understand, you know, my my notes and I've got them all over the place. I'm like, so how do you expect this to turn into a book or to get edited or to, or to whatever? And there have been times when, you know, that's only happened one time. I'll, I'll just be honest. And there was a look of confusion when I asked them. I'm like, so you can't type. You don't know how to use speech to text to turn your, um, your work into uh, typewritten information in a digital format. And uh, and then some people, you don't have a good grasp of grammar. And I am not talking about non-speaking English people. No, I'm actually talking about native English speakers. 
who are very rusty on their grammar skills. Now, this is not being snob, uh, snobbish or anything because I suck at grammar. But for the grace of God of being forced to learn grammar, to uh, purchase and use profusely grammar writing tools and aids, I would not be able to do my work. And that's how I feel like I'm qualified to talk about this because it wasn't until I started having to write so that people would understand what I was trying to convey and that they would catch the emotions I was trying to evoke out of them, did I realize that I was sorely lacking in the necessary skills needed to just get a story out. And it after being in this, uh, going on my, what's now, going on my, uh, my my next decade of writing, I am just now getting a firm feel for having an ability to say, I've been able to stack my skills. And it hasn't been easy and it continues to be hard. Sometimes I, I cringe when I'm, I'm talking with uh, fairly new writers who've had a little success here and there. And uh, they come and um, they want to do something with a particular book series or they want to expand or grow. And I ask about their skill set when it comes to writing. And they'll just flippantly tell me, oh, I already know how to write a good book. And I have to tell them, really? Because I don't. I'm still learning. And they look at me and I'm like, your skills are always growing and evolving. And the more proficient you become in something, the more you know you don't know. And the more you realize that you're, you may be proficient in a minuscule amount of what it really takes to produce your craft and your art, because it's an ongoing process. And when we look at skill set, tools, expertise, knowledge, or even when we look at exposure, you start to realize that people become very myopic when it comes to what they think it takes to produce. And so the wisdom smack that I want to bring out today, when I'm asking about uh, stacking your skills, do you stack them? Have you stacked them? Do you know what I'm even talking about? Is that in order to do what you want to with lasting effect, with, as I like to call it, the the prose polish of producing something worthy of people paying for it, for you making a living off of it, is that you have got to realize and respect the power of skills required to do your job or to do what it is you're looking to do, as well as the tools that it takes to do the job and the discipline uh, and the attention to detail, to dig deep, and to uh, refine what it takes to do your job. And not for nothing, there are so many people that say, oh, I want to be famous. I want to I have a, a, a notability about me. I want to leave a mark on the earth. And when they realize what it takes... To, to to their credit, they say, well, that's not what I signed up for. I am not willing to do that. And for those people, I congratulate them because it frees up that mental focus and energy to be put on the con- on concentrating what it is they really do want or moving on to the next thing to investigate if it's something they want. But it's those 
who believe and actually have that Dunning-Kruger effect where they're not smart in a certain area, but they think they're brilliant in it, Mm -hmm, those folks, where they believe that what they're doing is what is required when what they're really doing is the least viable effort to get something done. And then they have the audacity to try to figure out or wonder, why is it that I'm not excelling like the next person? when they don't realize that there are certain minimum mandatory skills that you need to have in order to do what it is that you're trying to do. So let's get into the practicality of this. I want to ask you, if there is something that you're willing to do or you're wanting to do, have you counted up the cost to figure out what are the minimum skills you'll need? The next thing is, what are the usual tools that will just get you into the regular ballpark with the average person. And then the next thing is, do you have the resources, the time, and the concentrated focus to commit to doing this? You see, I asked this because uh, last year, I decided to investigate other forms of storytelling. And I took some acting classes. And when I went to the different acting classes, I did like a survey of them to see the different types of acting and to see if I had interest. And I'll be honest, I did. I really did have interest. But because I understand the importance and the wisdom of understanding skills, tools, resources, time, um, time allocation and what it takes to make it worth doing it and you know and not for just a hobby I wasn't at that time willing to do what it took I wasn't willing to make that type of uh, time and monetary investment to do it and I I actually prided myself on that because to me that was using wisdom in a way to help me to um, streamline my efforts and be focused on what it is I am good at and that I do want to use my skills and tools and resources and time allocations and focus too. And just by having that experience, I understood that I was like, this could be a nice hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it would be a hobby because of the fact that I don't want to stack skills at that, well, at that time, because I'm not going to ever say never, but I don't want to stack the skills that it takes to be well-rounded enough to be worth your salt as an actor. Not when you look at what the least viable effort means in that industry, especially in a town like Atlanta, where I live, where the biggest names are here filming all the time at any given time. And people are flocking here in droves who have acting chops out the wazoo. No, I wasn't willing to do that. But it did help me to understand that how you do anything is how you do everything. And how you do anything is to understand what you're really getting into. Count up the cost. Get a, uh, a good view and sum it up. And too many times I see people that make New Year's resolutions and they go about saying, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to have this, or I'm going to accomplish this. And they don't know how to seed the uh, prospect of them accomplishing because they don't take the time to stack their skills. Let's take, for instance, something that's very popular 
in the now. And that is right now, people want to change the appearance of their bodies. And a lot of times that's what it's really about. If they could buy a spell that made them look like something to people, they would be totally fine with being fat. And when they find out that to look good naked is a lot of people like to say that it's going to take this particular type of skill set not just the actions but this particular type of skill set a lot of people are like I'm not here for that because if you're going to have a major weight loss and in America that's uh, um, anything over 20 pounds then they just assume a lot of times that you are ready to commit to having the skill set that it takes or developing it. And that skill set requires you understand understanding your physiology. It uh, it requires you to understand uh, concepts of macro and micronutrients and uh, how your body takes in energy, understanding your circadian rhythms of when you are most likely to um, have boosts of boost of energy. You know, what time of the day do you peak? Um, understanding how to uh, track and become your own personal diet dietitian and understanding and learning how to track how to be your own um sports uh kinest uh i can never say that word movement movement doctor you know so that you don't have injury i look at a lot of people who say oh i'm going forward i'm gonna do all of this and uh, um if you look at how they've succeeded, a lot of times you see all of the stuff. It's a big production of they have learned this skill that when I work out, I'm going to need this pre-workout drink or whatever. When I work out, I'm going to need to do this type of, of isolation and, and, and this type of technique. And I'm going to do these weights this day and all of that. And they Either they consciously know or subconsciously realize that what they're doing is, is they are stacking the necessary skills and tools to make their success. But you can always tell the ones that they're not in it to win it. They're doing it because at the moment it's what they want, but they're not willing to do what it takes because there is no skill. It's like, oh, okay, well, today I just decided I was going to work out. Oh, today I'm going to eat right. Um, but Tomorrow, I might not, you know, and so there is no true plan or understanding of how to grow what it is you know about yourself uh, to build. Um, there is this famous statement that has been going around and it's been attributed to both contemporaries and to ancients. And the saying goes like this, uh, never uh, overestimate what you can do in a year or underestimate what you can do in five years. And I have found that to be so true. It's like, darn, my year is over. But then when I look around and I look back over a 10-year period, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did all of that. It's true. And I've I've talked about um, things of this nature in the past of how the days will never know the wisdom that the years can only bring. And we have to understand that in any given time, whenever you truly want something, beloved, and listen to me with this, that if you can't remember anything else, understand that this is a progression. It's a process and a progression. And the little thing that you learn today can go and be put together with something else tomorrow that you're learning. 
that's going to give you an exponentially more powerful and different ability than you could have ever imagined. Um, Other sayings are things like, do not uh, compare your beginning stage with someone's perfected stage. And yet we do that all the time. And you have to understand that what you're looking at when you see people who have perfected something or who have the desired results you want, you're not only looking at persistence and time, but you're looking at a profound amount of skills. Um, (laughs) I keep going back to the weight loss stuff because that's the time of year we're in where everybody is talking about getting, you know, getting tight, getting right, getting a gym and all of that. And they look at people who have pulled these feats off and they always look at the end results, but they never seem to drill down to what skills does this person now know that got them to this point that I need to know going in or that I need to know that I need to know as I go along. And just by asking that one little question, by turning the way you look at something, just that one little way to understand that this is about stacking skills, stacking little micro skills, if you will, that that is how you set yourself up for great achievement and great success. And the key here is micro, meaning small, detailed, minute. So think about it. Like, for instance, folks ask me, how do you write books? How do you put together curriculums? How do you, you know, do these projects? And I tell them, you have to build up your skills. Now, I'll tell you, there is one skill that I use and I never take it for granted because it is a catalyst for a lot of what I get done. And that is, I tend to have this three-hour window daily during the work days where I consciously think uh, and assess every choice I make. And just by having that little, now I don't do it every day, but I've done it so long that it is my tendency to do it even when I'm not consciously thinking about it. But And you can borrow this one, okay? But what I do in that three hours is I am conscious of every choice I make because those choices in that three hours prepare how my entire day goes. And a lot of times what I do get or don't get in the near future just by doing that. And so that little micro commitment of watching my choices for three hours and not only watching it, but trying my darndest to make the best choices within that three hour window propels me. So much so that that is why I have a daily podcast. That is why I am a USA Today bestselling author of, you know, having published over 40 books, 40 fiction books alone. That is why I am able to say that I have helped um, thousands of people learn how to write and um, thousands of people have better lives uh, through uh, my coaching and uh, wisdom and mental strengthening because of little micro skill sets that I take and I stack on others. You know, I could look at my skill set of being a voracious reader and how I'm you I can connect that to other little skill sets that I continue to build and grow. And so I know it might sound so simple, but this is a very powerful wisdom that if you get it and you cling to it and you put it into action, you're going to be amazed at what happens on the things that you might want to get, the things that you might have thought that you would have never accomplished. And then you look around and lo and behold, 
you have accomplished them, it's because you learned how to start stacking your skills and learning that little becomes much when it becomes combined. The the expansion and the, what is it? Ben Franklin said it best, and I'm going to mangle it here. But Ben Franklin said that one of the greatest wonders of the world that he that is magic to him is the law of compounding interest and how when you put little things in over time, they combine with the others to exponentially grow and expand far, uh, far beyond what was actually put in. And that's what happens when you start to stack your skills. And so I want to ask you this in the last few minutes that we have, I want you to Consider doing an assessment and looking at how is your skill set. And I want you to, once you look at it, whether you have a skill set that you can articulate or not, the next thing I want you to look at is I want you to equate your skill set as your daily deposit toward what you want to have. You see, when you do a daily deposit on what you want to have, you look around and you become proficient. You become proficient where it might be this year, at this particular moment, you don't know how to play the piano. But this time next year, at this particular moment in the future, you are very proficient at playing the piano. And it comes from doing this very thing, doing a daily deposit, always assessing what skill sets do I own? What skill sets can I brush up on? And what skill sets can I collect and grow? And then after that, don't forget your tools. Because a lot of times people don't realize that you propel yourself exponentially by having good tools. So I am always amazed at when you're starting a new hobby or a new in, a new endeavor that there is a quote-unquote starter kit. And the power and wisdom of the starter kit is because you don't have the skill set to be able to appreciate, preserve, or you correctly use the real tools of the pro or the master. And so you start out with a starter kit to get you started, get you acclimated and used to something. And as you grow, your requirements for for your tools grow along with your skills. But too many times we see people who deny the use of tools and they just think that they're going to power through and that their skills alone are going to help them when you're playing at a disadvantage because the least viable effort requires that you do have the necessary tools to do your job. And so with that, I want to thank you for your time because guess what? Mm -hmm, Y'all, my time is up. I thank you for yours. Understand that right now is a good time for you to start assessing your skills, getting in the habit of making a daily deposit towards strengthening, establishing, or refining uh, skills you have, and then taking the time to invest in the necessary tools that are going to put you above and over the masses. And by doing that, you're going to achieve the things that you set out to achieve. So, yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, and consider using our Amazon link at michellespivey.com forward slash AMZ. And I'll see you tomorrow.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.